From The Onion and Luminary Media, this is A Very Fatal Murder. Over the past few weeks, I've been looking for something. Something important. Day in and day out, I've been braving the California elements, looking down dark alleyways, pursuing juicy leads, and dissecting grisly remains. And so far, it's all led me to one place. Mmm, that's so good. Why is that so good? The best taco in L.A. Mm. Oh, this is great. Yeah, what's in there, pineapple? Mmm, that's really good. Can you give me another one of those? And sure, I knew exactly how far I'd go for a great Al Pastor. But how far would I be willing to go to talk to Milo Reed? Milo Reed, entrepreneur by day, wife strangler by night. The man had many hobbies, strangling, murdering, refurbishing old cars, and spitting on his dead wife. So far, you're probably well acquainted with Milo Reed. You know that he's a brilliant entrepreneur who fell into the worst fortune, murdering someone. But here's what you're not well acquainted with. His mind. What caused Milo to do it? What was he thinking? Yes, we know Milo Reed the murderer. Big time murderer? Milo Reed! Wife slayer and killer, Milo Reed. Strangler supreme, Milo Reed. But who was Milo Reed the man who killed his wife? The search for Liana Choi Reed's killer has come to an end. Order! Order in the court! Yeah, I saw him kill her. He live-streamed it on Twitch. He promised never to kill my daughter, and he's a liar! A man once called the next Einstein may be the next Einstein of killing his wife. Four tacos and one jumbo horchata later, I was finally on my way to interview Milo Reed. From what I'd heard, Milo was currently confined to his 240,000-square-foot mansion in Brentwood, known as the Iron Giant, under house arrest. Like most prisons, the compound was large, heavily guarded, and privately owned. But unlike most prisons, you could take a tour in your own vehicle and also point your fingers at all the cool stuff you see. Just as you cross the moat filled with the last of Los Angeles' potable water, you see Milo's prize, his experimental savanna, where he inbreeds exotic species to quote-unquote play God. Even though, according to Milo, God doesn't exist. Well, that gazelle has three ears. It's awesome. Pass all of those, and you get to the man, the home prisoner of the hour, Milo Reed. Hi, I'm here to see... Welcome. Identification, please. Oh, I don't actually have... Ah! Damn, my arm, that that stung! What was that? Did you take my blood? Welcome. David Pascal. State your business, guest. OPR podcaster, David yeah. Pascal. I'm here to talk to Milo. Confirmed. I... 1.30 p.m. meeting with guest, OPR podcaster, David Pascal. Credit score, 578. David Pascal, please proceed directly to front gate. Cholesterol level, 4.8. And there he was. Five foot eight inches, dirty blonde hair, tightly cropped and combed against his playful boyish face. Milo Reed stood before me. David! It's so nice to finally meet you in person. I was a little woozy from his robot guard taking over a pint of my blood, but his image struck me nonetheless. I'll say it, he was kinda hot. Yes, Milo, thank you. But, uh, wait, we've never spoken before. Don't think so unexceptionally, David. Our spirits have communed several times. In fact, through my travels, I know most people on this plane of existence quite intimately. Also, I listen to your podcast. Oh, before I forget, would you like a tab or two of acid? Milo immediately showed me to a bucket of complimentary mind-altering drugs he had placed near the entrance of his compound, for guests to ingest as they please. Oh, no thank you. I had a second cold brew this morning, so I'm already pretty wired. Are you sure? I take a half-tab and a rail every two hours to keep my mind open. Highly recommended. Milo maintained his innocence throughout our entire conversation, and he even seemed chipper about his trial. 
One of the first things he did was bring me to a large field, where we threw C4 and Molotov cocktails at robotic moving targets, which was actually a pretty cool billionaire thing of him to do. So I guess my first question is, what's it like having the mind of a wife murdering psychopath? And if you wouldn't mind restating the question as part of your answer. Oh, David, you know already that I didn't kill my wife. Look around you, I have so much to live for. Why would I want some dead lady getting in the way of that? Damn it! Manuel, bring it in a little closer. Some of the evidence though, Milo, the people who saw you fleeing the scene, the spit on the corpse that matched your DNA sample, how do you explain that? Evidence? David, you're so rudimentary. How could physical evidence pin me to a crime when a crime is, at its heart, emotional? <laughs> yes! Every argument I had for why he may have killed Liana, he dodged. Every piece of evidence against him, he had a counter. Then, when he finally got bored of the C4, he'd load up his machine gun. Yeah! And the fact that you already had a mistress? Wouldn't you want to kill Liana so that you could be with your mistress? On the contrary! In fact, I think Liana would have got along with Harmony really well if they'd had the chance to meet. Oh, oh. Manuel, are you okay? It was all fun and games, until he hit a servant, Manuel. It ends up the moving targets weren't actually robotic. They were mounted to humans. Oh God, where's his hand? Oh, don't worry, David. When I need new employees, I use Headhunter to find and recruit top qualified candidates. Headhunter makes it easy to sort applicants by job history, salary minimum, and general desperation for employment. Make long interviews and stacks of resumes a thing of the past with Headhunter. Whoa, you're good at this. It was easy to see why Milo had such a following. The guy was charming, and he had a knack for seamless integration. And as we picked Manuel up and drove him to the servants' quarters, the same place where Liana died, Milo said something else that caught my attention. Besides strangulation, why would I have killed her in such a pedestrian way? I could have pushed her into my large hadron collider and shattered her into a trillion pieces. I mean, that's true, and there would have been far less evidence. I could have frozen her in my cryogenic tanks and shot her into the sun. Whoa, you really could have done that? David, the most important thing you should know about me... Yeah? ...is that there is so much that I'm capable of. There is so much that I am capable of. Milo's words stuck with me. But what did they mean? Hear that? Of course not, because it's Silence, a brand new podcast from OPR that explores silence in its many fascinating forms. From complete silence to pretty quiet with some muffles in the background, each four-hour episode brings new meaning to the phrase dead air. Join no one each week for new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Now shut up and leave me alone already, because it's finally time for some silence. Things were starting to heat up in the trial, but just as quick as it began, the case had already been stonewalled. Despite the defense's insistence the trial be held on Mars, Judge Nazarian ruled today the case will be tried right here in LA County. But the big question now, is there a single juror in Los Angeles who can objectively rule on the case of Milo Reed? Please state for the court how you know Mr. Reed. Your Honor, Milo doxed me after he bought my house and tore it down to build a factory. He used one of his recreational rocket launchers to blow up my car? Your Honor, I cannot serve on this jury because Milo Reed killed my daughter, Liana. <laughs> yeah, I know Milo Reed. He wired me $200,000 to say he was innocent. It wasn't looking good. The only objective people who the courts could find to serve on Milo's jury had been in vegetative states for the past three years. Needless to say, Milo was not pleased. You are receiving a call from Milo Reed Home Penitentiary in Brentwood, California. It's terrible here, David. My house arrest has me stuck in North America. Just North America? So you can't even go to Bali? 
Milo was clearly depressed, so I told him to keep calling to help get the weight off his chest. You are receiving a call from Milo Reed Home Penitentiary in Waikiki, Hawaii. Milo had his house arrest transferred to his private mansion off the coast of Hawaii for the weekend. The way I see it, I'm just another victim of the justice system. Oh my god, Milo, what is that? What? That's the ocean, David. I'm surfing right now. Milo sounded awful. He vented for hours about life on his prison island. I wanted so much to tell him about my life, the tacos, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Disneyland, but I didn't want to make him jealous of my freedom. See, I didn't want to feel bad for someone who was possibly a wife murderer, but the more I talked with Milo, the more I believed it might not have been true. How could someone who loved pineapple, suckling pig tacos, and snorkeling off the coast of Hawaii as much as I do commit murder? We were basically the same, and I never murdered my wife. David, can I confess something to you? Of course. The truth is, I never wanted to kill Iana. All I wanted was to reveal truths about global warming, border security, and the colony collapse. You care about the colony collapse? Of course. And factory farming, the Me Too movement. For-profit colleges? A male-dominated entertainment industry. The space race? The Pacific Garbage Patch and the The 2016 2016 election. election. Jinx! When I came into this case, I originally wanted to expose the justice system for the sham that it is, for mistakenly letting a guilty man walk free. But now, I see the justice system for what it really is. Still a sham, but in a totally new and chart-topping way. Because right now, this corrupt justice system stands to make a very different, if not worse, mistake. Putting away an innocent man. And that man is Milo Reed. Next time on A Very Fatal Murder. Welcome, OPR podcaster, David Pascal. Eyesight, legally blind. David, I don't think it's safe to mix those drugs. Just shut up and let me drive, Sydney. Objection, your honor, that juror's in a coma. Oh my God, Milo, I've never been paragliding before. This is awesome. A Very Fatal Murder is brought to you by me, David Pascal, Onion Public Radio, and the San Andreas Fault Line. Now I want to take a minute to tell you about another tantalizing true crime podcast from OPR, The Murder Bitches with Whitney and Natalie. Join each week as they take a deep dive into some of their favorite cold case homicides. And just a side note, don't worry, I'm an ally and I would never call women bitches unless they said it first. This week, the murder bitches take a closer look at the disappearance of eight children in 1981, all from the small town of Blood Creek, Arkansas. Okay, so this is a murder that happened in the 80s in, like, North America or something. Oh. And there were these eight kids who, like, lived in the same neighborhood, but one day they were all on their way home from school, but... They never returned. Oh my God, eight kids? Someone in that town was a real murder slut. Totally. Probably one of the parents. Totally. Hilarious and informative, it's no wonder their podcast has become such a huge phenomenon. If you haven't already joined the Bitch Crew, what's wrong with you? Are you, like, dead? Download and subscribe to The Murder Bitches today. From The Onion and Luminary Media, this has been A Very Fatal Murder.